Nashville Predators try to turn the tide tonight against the St. Louis Blues. Ann and I each have two things we think the Predators absolutely need to do to get a win tonight and get back on track. Plus, why have each of us been staying up all night perusing song lyrics? There's a good reason we promise we tell you that today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free Nashville Predators podcast that is available daily on all platforms. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I am a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. We got the St. Louis Blues tonight, Ann. We got the Blues. Well, let's hope the Preds don't <laughs> have the Blues by the time this game is over. Uh, Predators coming in here. Of course, we've talked about it many times before on a five-game losing streak. They have yet to win a game on North American soil this year. St. Louis Blues started 3-0, but have lost uh, their last two games, uh, including a, a loss last night to the Edmonton Oilers. And can I start with a hot take? Oh, of course. It's not Tuesday, but can I start with a hot take? Always here for the hot takes. Um, I don't like the fact this game is at home. Really? Because I see this going one of two ways. If the Predators come out strong, mm-hmm. if the Predators steal off a win, uh, if they get on track, if they start throwing hits around, um, if, all, if all that stuff, if they play strong, they look strong, they get a lot of chances on net. That crowd's going to eat it up. The crowd's going to be electric. Yes. It is going to be a fun atmosphere. Yes. If this goes wrong, oh dear. If this is a repeat, Bridgestone Arena is going to absolutely tear this team apart. I hate to say I agree with you. And and I will say this: I do not think Bridgestone Arena should go all Vancouver on the Predators tonight, regardless of the outcome. Yeah, I mean, they at least got a win. They, I, for real, they, we've got two wins. Just yeah, but thank you. None on the continent, yeah. which, you know, splitting hairs. But I really can see it. Like, I feel, I feel like this is the most frustrated I have felt the Predators fan base be this early in a season in a long time. And and let's face it, last season was not all sunshine and roses with the fan base either. There was a lot, there was a lot of um, uh, cyber kerfuffling for the, you know, last season over a number of things. But this, I mean, people there were, are- There were fire Hines chants while the Preds were still in third place. Like when they still were in third place in the division, <laughs> there's fire Hines chants. Like you all, like my, my mom advice, I'm going to mom anybody who's listening who's going to the game tonight. First of all, perspective check. This, this is not 
this is not brain surgery. This is not, if the predators lose, this is not like a failed international coup attempt. So perspective check. Um, But also like you got to breathe. Like we all have to breathe a little bit. Now, do I want the predators to turn it around tonight? Yes. Does the concern grow with every loss? Yes, it does. But let's not throw jerseys on the ice. There's no need to roll the barbecue out at midnight tonight and set on fire your Rocco Grimaldi jersey, people. Like, let's let's keep it together. Let's keep it together, folks. Come on. We can although, do this. <laughs> although, although I will say this. If the Preds fans were to barbecue jerseys mm-hmm. here in Nashville, mm-hmm. that would be a delicious jersey. You are not wrong. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything, this if there's anything the South can teach the rest of the NHL, it's how yeah. you a good jersey. Fact. Like you know Vancouver's. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like we no a, flavor. We had another, we have a locked on host group chat and uh, Jared Ellis from uh, from Locked On Canes and myself. Uh we're having another uh another battle over mm-hmm. um over Carolina barbecue versus uh Tennessee barbecue again so uh, know your place Carolina know your place yeah exactly so that's where I came out but yeah we would barbecue a mean jersey yeah whose Uh, jersey would they barbecue though that's what's concerning because Heinz doesn't wear a jersey and you know that's the name oh it's exhausting y'all who who's Heinz who's the meatiest player on the team like who like who would have like enough yeah uh Tanner Janot because it's a lot of lean though yeah, but it's all muscles. So, you know, like, look, when I was in 4-H and we were selling our lambs for market, it wasn't about who weighed yeah. the most. It was, I know, there's a reason I turned out the way I did. But you want, you want lean muscle. And I think, you know, if you're grading it purely on the lamb to market scale, Tanner Janot is your winner. Uh, so Disturbing Tanner- that I know that. Tanner Jello, the future dead lamb of the Nashville Predators. You heard it here. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this game for, for, for a hockey standpoint, because yeah. we were talking about this earlier. It's like, we are not exactly sure what the St. Louis Blues are yet. Uh, we talked about it before where, you know, earlier in the season where it's like, you know, we could see them maybe being the second best team after Colorado but we can also see them maybe not live up to the expectations they had last year. Um, and even though they're three and two, there's a, there's a mixed bag. You know, they have two yes. players that have uh, scored six points and what has essentially kind of been uh, in three games so far. Uh, they got out to a hot start. A lot of their star players like Tarasenko, Braden Chen, Justin Falk, uh, and Robert Thomas have gotten off to really good starts in those first uh, three games. They went three and zero. Uh, and then it, it seems like they have had a very, very bad week this week. They went to Winnipeg, who's not a good hockey team, uh, and got shut out for nothing. Uh, and then they went to Edmonton, who notoriously has a lot of defensive issues right now. Uh, and they only mustered one goal in a uh, in a 3-1 defeat, and that happened last night. So, you know, it, it feels like it's as much as, you know, people are – kind of crapping on the Preds and their run right now. You also can't overlook the fact that the Blues haven't done a lot right over the past week either. 
Yeah, everybody, it's still, and this is a great example of, you know, it's still early. People are still trying to find their footing. And I think that's true for the Blues. And the Blues are a team that I think, you know, early, you know, preseason, this is a team that I thought nobody's talking about, but everybody needs to look out for. And and I think we've seen some signs of that, but we've also seen signs of like, okay, this team is definitely beatable. They still have some kinks to work out. They, again, lost four to nothing to Winnipeg. What's interesting is you look at these games is that they were all very close. Um, until about the third period. So they lost five to two, or they beat, excuse me, let's be real. They beat the Columbus Blue Jackets. We're the ones who lost to the Blue Jackets. My apologies. Uh, they beat the Blue Jackets. Yeah, just let's stay humble, Nashville. <laughs> um, but they won five to two, but it was tied two two in the third period. And then the Blues kind of gained some momentum with that. Seattle was an overtime win for them. Um, the loss to Winnipeg, where they they lost four to nothing, it was one nothing at the start of the third, um, and Winnipeg just really outshot them by quite a margin in the third period and ended up with three goals. So these games have been close at times. Even last night's game, it was one one, and with about six minutes left before Edmonton went ahead, and then they ended up getting an empty net goal. So. You know, St. Louis is hanging in there in these games, and they're all relatively low-scoring games until something happens to kind of blow that open. Nashville, be the team that blows that open. Um, we can hope that happens. Um, and, and of course, Nick and I do have some suggestions on how to make that happen. But, you know, St. Louis is not blowing these teams out. They're also, you know, despite losing four to nothing, these are close games. These are games that, you know, if Nashville can keep it close – St. Louis may allow Nashville to hang around long enough for something to have something good to happen. So 60 minutes of hockey, my friends. Shall we share some suggestions that we have for what the Preds can do to win this game? For sure. All right, let's do that in one second. We'll do that in a couple of minutes. First, I want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, live betting, up-to-minute scores for every sport out there, Props, odds, lines, everything you need to earn a little dough on the games. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events. Uh, we mentioned the football and basketball, MLB playoffs, World Series about to get going, MMA, boxing, golf, soccer. We got the MLS Cup. Let's not talk about Nashville SC or, for me, FC Cincinnati. And, of course, the NHL. It's in full swing, which means betting season is full in full swing. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Ann, we talked some suggestions on uh, what the Preds need to do to win this game. Each of you or each of us, I don't know why I was talking from a third person standpoint. Uh, <laughs> each of us have come up with two things. Mm -hmm. Nashville Predators absolutely need to do tonight to get a win against the St. Louis Blues at home. And would you like to do the pleasure? Start us off. What's one thing you think the Preds absolutely need to do tonight against the St. Louis Blues? So there's a number of things, but again, we dialed it down to two things. And so my first thing is that the top line needs to have what I call a Goldilocks game. They need to not do too much. 
they need to not do too little. They need to do just the right amount. And I think we've seen the top line do both. Like they've tried the the chair that's too big. I think there have definitely been times where I've noticed it, especially with Matt Duchesne, where I feel like you're trying to do too much. You're trying to push something that's not there. You're trying to make an extra pass happen when that lane is not open. And I think in general, the team, you know, just they kind of are they they're gripping their sticks a little too tight. They're doing too much. Then I think we've seen this top line do too little where maybe they've stepped back and not been as a, you know, aggressive in their play as maybe they needed to be where they kind of sat back and, and weren't as engaged as they needed to be tonight. They need to find that chair. They need to find the chair that fits them. They need to do just the right amount. You know, you could see some of both of these, you know, in the games that they played so far tonight, find that right amount top line play aggressive, but don't force things. So for me, have that Goldilocks game, find that sweet spot of hockey. Don't panic. Don't wait. And, you know, don't wait for things to happen, but find that sweet spot where they operated a lot of last year and had a lot of success. Yeah. You and I are on the same page because I was going to say one of the keys is finding that balance between Mm. aggressive and careless mm-hmm. yes uh, because you want to see the nashville predators take chances you saw it in philadelphia the predators offensively looked pretty good they like, did really good they just it seems like it was one of those things and we talked about this this has kind of been a big thing on the power play this year the movement is fantastic like it looks as sharp as it did last year when the preds had a lot of success on the power play What's not fantastic, and the reason the Preds have been struggling, is because they'll try to make that cute extra pass to the middle, and it's perfectly defended. Or they'll try to make like one more kind of touch pass, and it just goes awry or goes out of the zone or something like that. Uh, Or they'll you know try to make another pass that just gets deflected, bounces off somebody, it's well defended, it gets cleared, uh, or they can't get a rebound. That's the kind of stuff, but that, as you mentioned, is fixable. That's the kind of stuff the Preds can fix. And I want to see them do that tonight. I want to see them aggressive. I want to see them try to get pucks in high danger areas. You know, I want to see like that textbook Roman Yossi cross size pass, like perfect to an open guy. But I also do not want to see them take force those chances mm-hmm. if they're not there. So you and I are on the same page as that. Uh, another one I had in my first, uh, I think, big one that I mm-hmm. have is you got to win the third period. Yes. That Come to on. Me, that to me has definitely been the Preds' Achilles heel this season. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about the, the blown leads to Columbus and L.A. before. But, you know, you even look at those games that, quote, unquote, weren't close, uh, which, you know, the Philadelphia game, uh, you know, the Preds dominated for most of the game. But then you go back and you kind of watch the advanced stats Philadelphia was actually the the strongest they were offensively was in that third period. That's when they got the most sustained pressure. You go back to those two wins at San Jose. It seemed like, especially in that second game, San Jose really dominated the third period. The Preds have not come out strong. What the Preds are doing right now is it looks like they see the finish line. They're like seniors in high school. Uh, you know, the finish lines right there, graduations right around the corner. You sit back, you say, I've learned enough, 
and they've wrote, mm-hmm. they've ridden out the rest of the year. Preds need to be those distance runners, those 5K runners, where they see the finish line, and that's their strongest run. They go all out. They know that they, you know, they're not going to coast to the finish line. They see that finish line, so they know that they can absolutely gun out, use all their energy because it's right there. That's what we need to see from the Preds in the third period. And uh, whether they have a lead or whether they're trailing in the third period, if the Preds can make the third their best period, I think you're going to see this team going on the right track. Yeah, I love that analogy of the runner. You know, you kind of just have to push through that last little stretch. And and again, you said it, we haven't necessarily seen that from the Nashville Predators this season. And, and it's something we need to see. And I feel a little bit encouraged about it. We talked about this. I think it was yesterday's show about the practices that they've had this week. You know, the Predators have had four days off, which is, you know, that's quite a stretch once you get going in the hockey season, but their practices have been very intense. They have to bring that level of intensity for 60 minutes. This is 60 minutes of hockey. This is not like 40 minutes, 46 minutes, you know, 60 minutes of intense, Mm -hmm. high pressure hockey. And, and again, empty the tank in the third period, empty the tank in the third period. I'm so here for that. Be runners. Don't be seniors in high school. Facts. I've got a senior in high school. I completely get that analogy. (laughs) You're you're gonna have to show this podcast uh, coming up in uh, what is it five months something like that. Yes. Or should I not? Should I not talk about? Oh no! This is going to elicit waterworks. No, no, no. This one has been ready to launch since he was four years old and told me he was his own man. He does his own thing. So I've been prepared for this one for a long time. (laughs) So so you're ready to launch this one out of the house. Um, I will miss him. He's delightful, but he's just ready. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want to keep that kid at home, Nick. Mm. File that away for information you'll want later in life. No, don't keep that one at home. Let them fly. Yeah. The child tourists of Anne's children. Oh, now Uh, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Uh, another thing. And what is one other thing you think the Preds need to do tonight? I think we need vintage Saros in net tonight. I think so much about what the Predators are going to be able to do in a bounce back game. And it may not be fair because I don't feel like all of the Predators problems are Saros's responsibility. But I think UC Saros is somebody who has always been able to sort of give the Predators that little extra something that they've needed to win games. We need that Saros tonight in net. So he is one, three and one, uh, three goals against average ouchie 894 save percentage last season when he finished the season Vesna nominee 2.64 goals against average 918 save percentage so definitely have a ways to go to get Saros back to that Vesna level but again we've talked about this he is traditionally a slower start okay I you know you've had five games you see Saros and we still think you're wonderful but if we can get some vintage Saros saves some of those saves that and and we all know the ones I'm talking about where you see the goal go in and you're like like that one I think he you know that that's what I were used to seeing Saros get if we get some of those saves I feel like Saros um, can keep this game as close as the Predators need it to be to pull out a win tonight so for me Saros is going to be huge or Lankinen I can't imagine that Lankinen will start tonight but um, we need just really reliable goaltending 
Yeah, and the Blues offensively, you know, they have some guys that are off to hot starts, but as we mentioned, uh, not really good in the past two games. And when it comes to the NHL, uh, 2.4 goals, four per game, Mm -hmm. uh, 29th in the NHL. So uh, they haven't gotten going. This may be what UC Saros needs to kind of turn this season around. Um, one more, and I got one more, and I think it comes down to a line that's going to be the key to the night. Let's do that in just a second. We are going to finish telling you everything you need to know about the St. Louis Blues game tonight, including sharing some song lyrics that are going to be very important. Like we're doing our part to help this happen for you all. So we're going to share that in a minute. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen today and every day. When you are finished here and you still want to hear some more hockey talk, you need to go and make your second listen, Locked on Sports Today. Locked on Sports Today covers everything you may have missed last night, from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories across all the leagues, across every sport. You can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and local insight that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, it is available on this app. It is available on YouTube and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Ann. I think the key to tonight's game in terms of maybe an individual line, it's got to be the herd line. This Mm. has got to be where the herd line steps up. And I'll tell you why. Uh, St. Louis's depth has not really been there this season. You know, we talked, they have guys like Tarasenko and Shen and Robert Thomas. That line is firing, uh, but they are struggling to get anything going behind the lineup. Pavel Buzhnevich uh, is on injured reserve, so that's a big piece that's gone for the Blues. Uh, Jordan Cairo is not really representing or being able to reproduce what he did last year. Ivan Barbashev, Ryan O'Reilly off to cold starts. And then there's not really a lot of big names kind of in that bottom six. Mm-hmm. That's where the Predators need to take advantage is that line right there. Uh, it's Colton Sissons, Tanner Janot, and whoever is going to be on that third line, whether they move Yakov turning back, whether it's Cole Smith, whether Kiefer Sherwood comes back, uh, whether they shuffle the lines, whatever it is, that herd line, that's got to be the line that takes advantage. Those are the lines that have to win their matchups. They haven't really done that before, and you've kind of seen it. Uh, our friend Alex Doherty actually put out a, uh, a thread on uh, random names who have scored against the Predators this year. There's a lot of depth names on there, guys that usually don't find the net a whole lot uh, or haven't so far in their career that have come out with uh, clutch goals against the Nashville Predators. Predators can't let that happen tonight against the St. Louis Blues. The herd line, that's kind of your depth line. That's your calling card. The guys you put out there to kind of win those bottom six matchups, they have to start doing that, and they have to start doing it tonight. I agree 100%. And I think not only is it about Onyx execution when you talk about that herd line, and again, whoever it is comprised of, again, it is the identity. Set a tone. Set a tone with your play. Set a tone with your checking. Set a tone with your puck pursuit. Um, that line is so critical. I mean, we talk so much about the top line and, and how productive they were last season, but so much about Predators hockey is 
that tone is set in the games, game in, game out last season by the herd line. And so I, I agree with you. You cannot underestimate how important that line is on and off of the ice. They're just an energy bringer. They are the the kerosene you throw on the on the barbecue when you're burning your Rocco Grimaldi jersey. Like they're the fire starters. So for them to come out and not only execute cleanly on the ice, but also just to kind of get that going, huge for the Nashville Predators. So and I agree, I agree with you. Whoever's on that line, I would love to see Yakov trend and get another turn on that second line. I really liked that combination for what it that was. That was a really good combination. Very, I mean, and and of course we all have a thing about breaking up the herd line, but you know, they're not broken up. They're just they're on a break. It's like Ross and Rachel, they're just on a break. Um, so I well for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah. So I really like that. And again, whoever's on that third line, you're a tone setter, like get her done. Get her get done. Her I feel like if there was a, if there was one line uh, to incorporate what the Reds need to do, it's right there. Throwing it back to Larry <laughs> the guy, which is a which is a catchphrase I have not thought about in almost twenty years. Oh gosh, it's very useful in parenting. Again, file it away. Get her done. Get her done. Get All her right, done. and so you and I we came up with a new thing that we are going to start doing uh, for our game day previews. We are up perusing song lyrics because we are going to start doing our hype song of the game. These are songs that we think should describe the Nashville Predators attitude. The message going into the game it can be motivational. It can be threatening. It can be as uh, Anne calls it angry sex music. <laughs> Whatever One time. It, whatever <laughs> One we time. that came up on two different podcasts. Let's be honest. Okay, two times. Anyway, yeah, these are songs okay. that we think are going to perfectly encapsulate the Nashville Predators' message for the game. So we're kicking off tonight, Anne. And yes. your song of the game. What is your hype song of the game? Again, I can't under I can't underestimate underscore enough how. So like how much time I dedicated to this because I take this very, very seriously and where I landed full disclosure, I know this is not on Nino Nita Riders playlist or anybody else's from the Nashville Predators, but the assignment is theme song. So I went theme song, not song. I'm sure they're all listening to. So I get that people, you don't need to message us about that. But for me, I found what I think is a perfect song to sort of set a mental tone because so much about where the Predators are now, so much about where they need to go. It's a mental game. John Hines is very open about, you know, mental toughness, mental game. And so I went with the sage advice and wisdom of Miss Taylor Swift. Players going to play, 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 play. And the haters going to hate, 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 hate. Baby, I'm just going to shake, shake, shake. I shake it off. I shake it off. Who, who, who? <laughs> Look, I get it. The start of this season is towing the line of potential dumpster fire for a lot of people. I am aware of the temperature among Predators fans on social media and different platforms there. I understand that the players are disappointed in their performance and, and not saying that 
they don't have reason to be frustrated with their performances. But at some point, you got to shake that off. And you just got to go out there and you got to play. You got to shake it off. Shake it off. Who, who, who? So that is my theme song and sage advice for the Nashville Predators before tonight's game. Shake it off. We were talking about whether any Predator would have uh, your song on their actual pump-up playlist. The answer is no. <laughs> I was going to say maybe at least one, right? You think? I don't know. It's a beat. Like it is, I'm, it is a jam. Look, if you, and I don't care who you are, and I know people have a thing about Taylor Swift, but if you put this song on and your toe doesn't tap, you are dead inside. That's just what's real. Over under 3.5 Nashville Predators who bought Midnight. Yeah, I'm going to say under. I just don't see it. I don't know. Do, what do you think? I would say it's right at three. We, okay, give three. me one player that you think may have bought Midnight. I can't stand not knowing. Matt Duchesne. 100% why he's my favorite. He's, he's not my favorite. He's a, he's a songwriter. He's a singer. He's, he's a songwriter. Maybe. He's got maybe. a love that kind of... I think he's voice. more like Waylon Jennings. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of Waylon Jennings, Taylor yeah. Swift crossover. Yes, there is. Can you name another one? No. Like, who else? Okay. <laughs> this is this is our this is yeah, I feel like there's gotta be more. Like there's gotta be like one that we're not expecting. Yeah. I think they should have because look, here's what's real. Like Taylor Swift, don't like Taylor Swift. I don't care. Girl can write a jam. Yeah. And this somebody, this is an anthem. Somebody is listening because their wife or girlfriend have it. I guarantee that. Like I, I guarantee so. they're like singing in the car. They're right. better for it. What is yours? I'm assuming it's not Taylor Swift. No, it's not Taylor Swift. It comes instead, uh, like like I said, something that probably has a lot of Taylor Swift crossover from the world of professional wrestling, Anne. Uh, There is is a faction called The New Day. They are uh, one of the best tag teams of all time. Their theme song, when they come out to the ring, starts with, It's a New Day! Yes, it is! And there's like this like upbeat kind of like Southern Baptist gospel sort of like little chant. And the lyrics go, stop looking for who you got to pay. Let it go. It's not worth the pain. Give the world a fresh coat of paint. Look in the mirror for who you got to change. Get back on the right road, on the right track, on the right flow. Paint a picture that's all we got to know. Can't keep it back. Gotta let it all go. And then love. And then there's a trombone involved and there's occasionally a box of cereal and some pancakes. It was a whole thing, but you, you, I'll, I will take you to your first WWE event. Oh, yeah. Um, but okay. look, I mean, that's, that's the theme song. It's like, you kind of want it to have this little like upbeat sort of like positive, like all the lyrics are positive. It's about letting stuff go. Today is the day where we start over and no nothing to do but look forward. That has got to be the attitude that the Nashville Predators have. Just like your great American poet, uh, Hendersonville great Taylor Swift, uh, told us, we've got to start anew. We've got to like cut off today from the past Preds, and we've got to take it forward from here. As he said, 
We know everybody is angry. We know the start did not go out, but there is still 75 games left to play in the regular season. Predators have to win 75 or like, you know, winning records. They don't have to win all 75 games. They just have we to. We wouldn't hate it if they did, but they, they don't have, have to. to. They just have to have a solid record after these 75 games. And then we can take a look from there and assess the team. That's right. Yeah, I love that. I think we're on the same page. I think we both have the same same vibe for tonight's game. You got to shake off the past and you got to jump in and, and start again. Let's do this, Nashville. And I cannot wait to take Ann Kimmel to her first <laughs> WWE live event. I've ne- I would love to. I've never been. All right, that's that's going to be a, a future podcast, right? There. <laughs> bonus content. Uh, bonus friends. content. Uh, well, hey, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. We appreciate you every day for making us your first listen. If you're listening to this uh, via audio on your car on your way to work or sitting at your desk, whatever, uh, whatever platform you're listening on, subscribe to us there. Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, you know the deal. Uh, drop us a follow. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and that bell notification. That way you will always know when we put out new content. And where can the people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter. <clears throat> All choked up about our song choices at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. Just got a little teary-eyed thinking about the new day. Uh, I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at ontheforecheck.com and follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Also, while you're there, be sure to follow the show at LO underscore Predators. That's going to do it for today's Locked on Predators podcast. Again, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with some Blues Preds recap.